Hi everyone, this is Annie, and you're listening to Heroes and Zeros, a true crime podcast. Hello everyone, this is Annie, and you're listening to a story today from our favorite author, H.J. Tidy, and it's called The Carolyn Stickney EVP, a collection of the world's scariest hauntings. And it's chapter 18 in her book called The Carolyn Stickney EVP. Murky old photos, spoken testimonies, and age-old legends are, of course, not the only form of evidence that you can come across if you search for paranormal phenomena. In case it needs explanation, EVP stands for Electric Voice Phenomena. Paranormal investigators and other enthusiasts sometimes use this method in locations purported as hosting paranormal activity. It involves recording sounds with various devices and performing an in-depth analysis of the audio to search for peculiarities. Mostly, EVPs are recordings thought to contain sounds made by actual ghosts and other paranormal forces. Now and then, investigators pick up something quite fascinating. Such is the case of Princess Carolyn Stickney and the supposed haunting of the Mount Washington Hotel although haunting may not be the most appropriate word for what was discovered. Carolyn doesn't seem to be a malicious ghost, and the word haunting often carries a negative connotation. Most of the strange occurrences reported at the hotel usually boil down to flickering lights, alleged ghost appearances, unexplained sounds, or small objects disappearing. What she seems to be, though, however, is possibly one of the most convincing spirits ever documented. And this is because of one case involving an EVP, which we will cover soon enough. A wealthy railroad industrialist by the name of Joseph Stickney masterminded the a wealthy railroad industrialist by the name of Joseph Stickney masterminded the Mount Washington Hotel in New Hampshire in 1900. Around two years and a fortune later, the hotel officially opened. Joseph had put a lot of money and effort in constructing this masterpiece, but passed away only a year after its grand opening. Carolyn, the succeeding owner of the hotel, made some contributions of her own to the hotel over the next decade, building a new floor between the hotel's towers, a private dining room for her inner circle, and a chapel in memory of Joseph. She also had a large balcony installed overlooking the hotel's main dining room, from where she could observe the guests. Oh, she's spying on him? That's kind of creepy. <laughs> there have been reports over the years of her apparition showing up on this balcony. After a while, she remarried to a French prince who referred to her as Princess Caroline. She spent some time in France with her royal husband, then returned to spend her last days in the hotel. She had her private apartment, which is now room 314, into which she had her bed placed and where it remains to this day. As one may expect, this room is something of a hot spot for paranormal activity. There have been numerous reports of strange happenings in there, including flickering lights and unusual noises. One story from a visiting couple described a woman sitting on the bed fixing her hair. Reports of paranormal activity by hotel employees began not long after Carolyn's death in 1936. Guests reported seeing her apparition in her favorite spots quite a few times, and a mysterious figure would show up in photographs of the staff after they developed them. Around this time, people at the hotel witnessed lights shedding on and off by themselves and even bathtubs 
mysteriously filling up. But it was in February of 2008 when the most impressive paranormal evidence cropped up. Jason and Grant, two investigators from the Atlantic Paranormal Society, which is called TAPS for short, decided to investigate the stories of the hotel. They were working as a part of their Ghost Hunters show on Sci-Fi. They conducted a thorough investigation of the Mount Washington Hotel, and they focused mainly on the infamous room 314. The two ghost hunters confirmed hearing and recorded mysterious steps throughout the hotel, which they couldn't identify the source. However, this was child's play compared to what they caught on tape in the princess's old quarters in room 314. It was here where they tried to elicit paranormal activity and establish contact with the supposed ghost by asking her questions. No one could have predicted the mysterious outcome as the exclusively male crew received answers in a female voice. The voice was not clear, but it was almost entirely audible, and what was said could be discerned with almost complete confidence. At first, the footage shows men standing and observing the room, apparently commenting on the interior and discussing the case. Amid them talking, the recording devices picked up what appeared to be a female voice speaking rapidly. It occurred again as they discussed the princess's old bed. After that, the investigators attempted to talk to the ghost directly. One of the men whispered, Princess, are you in here? The same muffled voice, sounding like it was coming from under the water, responded barely audibly. It seemed to say, Hello, is there someone there? The man repeated his question and asked her to confirm that she was in the room. Things got creepy at that point as she responds once again, this time more clearly. Most would agree that she said, Of course, I'm in here. Where are you? Still, the voice was not entirely audible but it was improving. The team tried to get her to give a physical sign by moving an object or doing something of the sort. All their questions were met with the same answer though. Of course, I'm in here. Where are you? She kept asking. The audio recording and the video footage were of course featured on the Ghost Hunters episode and are also available on the internet for anybody to see. In the show of the Ghost Hunters, they share their audio recordings with the head of security at the hotel, Fred Hollis, and filmed his reaction. The man reacted at the very first moment when the female voice makes herself known. He said that he could clearly understand what she said and his reaction seemed to be one of genuine but controlled fascination. Everybody who watches the footage can judge for themselves though. Hollis explained that he had his own strange experiences at the hotel in the past, such as mysterious sounds. These peculiar incidents he witnessed were usually very subtle, just enough to arouse suspicion but not sufficient enough for a rational man to draw a definite conclusion. At the times when these encounters happened, Hollis was unsure of what he had heard, if anything at all, so he didn't pay much mind to them. However, he said that the recordings presented to him by the Ghost Hunters crew were absolutely in line with his experiences. After hearing it, he felt he had confirmation that he had indeed been hearing mysterious sounds around the hotel. Some may find this case particularly fascinating because the ghost itself differs greatly from what you would usually expect, based on most of the stories of hauntings in popular cultures. Princess Carolyn's life wasn't that of tragedy, and neither was her death. On the contrary, she lived a fulfilled life, ran the hotel until her very end, and then passed away naturally in a place she loved. Could this be the reason that her supposed ghost appears to be pleasant? And could it be possible for a trapped soul wandering the physical world to even be friendly. 
The recording differs so much from what many expect from a haunting. It's almost as if the recording lets us see into the psyche of a spirit. More so than just being friendly, Carolyn, if it actually is her in the recording, seems confused and lost. Most of us would usually think of a ghost as malicious or even dangerous, something in control over its reality. In contrast, though, we are the ones who are confused, petrified, and helpless. Although hearing a ghostly voice speaking in a haunted place might be terrifying, once you think about this recording, things take on a whole new light. The way that the princess keeps asking if someone is there and simply saying hello gives us the impression of someone who doesn't know what exactly is going on. She doesn't want to throw things around, cut the phone lines, terrify anybody, or make the walls bleed. Instead, Carolyn appears to be trying to establish communication, just like the ghost hunters were doing. And if she responded with, of course I'm here, then that implies that in her world or plane of existence, there is no doubt as to what she is and what she's doing. It's almost as if the ghost hunters themselves are the intruders, disturbing her peace and not the other way around. Maybe the living souls that visit the hotel appear as ghosts to Carolyn, leaving her just as confused as we would be upon seeing or hearing an apparition. We would never think that we would be the ones who must explain ourselves if we ran into a ghost. However, apart from Carolyn being perplexed by the investigator's questioning of her presence, the rest of the exchange still implies a dose of confusion from the ghost's point of view. There is an array of posts on forums and websites about ghosts on the internet. Some people on those forums say we exist simultaneously in two parallel realms of, realms of existence with the spirits. That's what my husband and I had kind of talked about before, like when our stuff happened at our house in Winterset. And um, because, you know, it's constantly, it's always something that is in the back of our minds. It implies there is something more out there that we can't explain. Sometimes these realms flow into each other in something of an interdimensional glitch, if you will. When this overlap occurs, ghosts stumble into our realm by accident, resulting in all kinds of paranormal phenomena for the witnesses. But maybe we can accidentally slip into the spiritual world ourselves just the same. Perhaps ghosts are not even aware of their death, and they continue living as if nothing happened, without even knowing that they have transcended into a new reality in what appears to be their regular life. Could it be that if a living mortal soul were to wander beyond their three-dimensional world, those who occupy the beyond might be just as shocked as we are when we perceive the supposed ghosts? Furthermore, the spirit of the late Carolyn may be trapped in time in a way that we can't even fathom, where it flows in a non-linear way or freezes completely. So her perception of time may be entirely different from ours, leading to a lot of confusion. Whatever the case may be, and whether the recordings are valid proof of paranormal activity, we can hardly draw any definitive conclusions, even after watching the episode and hearing the uncanny recording for ourselves. There are a few things we can do, though. First, we can speculate on what this may or may not prove, and what it tells us about the paranormal. Alternatively, we can stay at the Mount Washington Hotel, which continues to be a prosperous institution to this day. They offer an authentic vintage experience of luxury and incredible scenery, as well as the possibility to have your paranormal encounter. After all, Carolyn's shenanigans, as well as other reported ghostly activity, are not kept secret. The hotel doesn't hide this peculiar quirk in their luxury accommodations. So, go visit it, wherever this hotel is. <laughs> Let me see if I can find out where it is. 
the Mount Washington Hotel in New Hampshire. Thank you everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please subscribe and share. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.